While President Vladimir Putin justifies his invasion of Ukraine by saying that Russia must rid its neighbor of neo-Nazis, John Bellini paints his home country as one that welcomes all races. My aim is to show that Ukraine is a tolerant country, Bellini Ukraine's first and only black MP, told Al Jazeera. Because I think I am the best example of how the Ukrainian people perceive people of different skin color. And Bellini who is with President Volodymyr Zelensky's liberal servant of the People Party, does not just see Ukraine as a tolerant country, the 31-year-old also believes it has given him an opportunity to fulfill his dreams. Born in Kiev in 1991 to a Ukrainian mother Svetlana Beliniuk and Vincent Dajajamana, a Rwandan, Beliniuk identifies as Afro-Ukrainian. Dajajamana, a pilot who studied in Kiev where he met Beliniuk's mother, died in 1994 during the genocide against the Tutsi people in Rwanda. At nine years old, wrestling became Beliniuk's main pastime. At 15, he started training at the Olympic Center in Kona Zaspa in Kiev, looking to become the Ukrainian champion in Greco-Roman wrestling. And from 2006, he trained on an almost daily basis at the ground, but after February 24 this year, he started visiting the center for different reasons. Beleniuk visited the site working as a politician, not as a sportsman, for the first two months of the war. He helped feed, support and relocate thousands of people displaced by Russia's invasion. He organized transport for many trying to reach western Ukraine, away from the heavy Russian shelling. Before this escalation on February 24, I didn't think Russia would invade Ukraine. Now we have been in this war for eight months, and acting logically has not been the Russian Federation's strong point. But we hope, he said. It's not only Kiev under missile attack, but Zaporizhia, Dnipro and Kharkiv too. Most of the people from these cities are talking in Russian. Russia says, we need to save Russian people and they attack territory where people live who speak to each other in the Russian language. This doesn't make any sense. We still hope rational thinking and logic will prevail. Meeting Zelensky In 2010, Beliniuk began winning medals at the European Wrestling and World Championships. As the young athlete's profile grew, he appeared on television, which is how he met Volodymyr Zelensky, then an actor and television producer who would become Ukraine's president. Zelensky warmed to Beliniuk's views. The two men got on well, and in 2019 Zelensky approached Beliniuk about running in the election as a member of his newly formed Liberal Servant of the People Party. I told him about my main goal in wrestling, Beliniuk said. I was second at the Olympic Games in Rio, de Janeiro, and I needed to try to outdo myself in the next games in Tokyo. And this conversation was in 2019 and next year, we thought that Olympic Games will start, but the games were postponed because of COVID and pushed back to 2021. Beliniuk joined Zelensky's team and was elected deputy to the Verkhovna Rada in July 2019. He managed to keep up the wrestling, too. I was a politician and a sportsman. It was so difficult, there were a lot of challenges. I didn't have time for anything, only for politics and for the gym with my coach, who was preparing me for the Olympic Games. The hard work paid off, and Beliniuk ended up winning Ukraine's only gold medal in Tokyo in 2021. But now with Russia waging war on his home country, the stakes are much higher, and there are no second chances. Being a sportsman and politician couldn't be more different, but some principles Beliniuk learned as an athlete have proven useful in politics. Sport teaches me to keep calm because when you have a huge fight, you need to concentrate on all activities in the right way. So that's why I don't begin to panic and instead try to help those who need it. 
Wrestling also taught him to stay strong and never give up, even when the going gets tough. It got particularly tough when Russian forces reached Kiev. Beliniuk kept three guns under his desk for protection. The weapons are now stored in a safe, but he still regularly attends shooting training classes in case the Russians return to the Ukrainian capital. African Neutrality As Russian bombs rained down, Beliniuk visited African nations in a bid to shore up more support on the continent for Ukraine. We need to start closer communication with different countries from Africa, he said. He met officials in Rwanda, his father's homeland, in mid-October and legislators in South Africa. In the interview, he draws comparisons between Ukraine's struggle against Russia and South Africa's fight to break away from the racist apartheid government in 1994 and calls on countries that did not adopt an October UN resolution condemning Russia to change their mind. Several African nations, including South Africa, abstained. While many African countries have called for peace, they have stopped short of directly condemning Russia. Some have strong relationships with Moscow because Russia has had a presence on the continent for a long time, since the days of the Soviet Union, Belenewik said. Although Ukraine supplies 12% of Africa's wheat imports, as well as crucial commodities like fertilizer and sunflower oil, the Eastern European country only became independent from the Soviet Union in 1991, so it might seem like it has not been invested in Africa for a long time, Belenewik said. He said Russian officials have airbrushed history in a way that makes it seem like only modern-day Russia helped African countries during Soviet times, despite Ukraine being part of the Soviet Union at that time. His father would have never met his mother if it was not for the Soviet Union's immigration policy towards Rwandans, he said. It's like how they, Russia, spoke about the Second World War, Russian officials said that only Russia won that war, but they forgot about a coalition who helped do this which tried to grab this victory only by itself, the legislator said. This content was originally published here.